G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You know that the word equality is being bandied around by everyone at this time. I wonder, though, whether equality is one of those words we need to look carefully at. As Aristotle put it, the worst form of inequality is to try to make unequal things equal. Now, definitions certainly can be debated when it comes to what is equal and what is not equal. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about equality and inequality, and he's back with us again today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, equality, inequality, and the transgender revolution, uh, the title of one of your latest blogs. Uh, What's the heart behind what you're trying to say uh, in the latest blog that you've written? Yes, well, obviously the whole sexual revolution that we've uh, seen for the last half century uh, talks a lot about equality and fairness, but what it's actually doing is creating a lot of inequality. Uh, you can go back to the, the radical feminist movement and its you know, claims that we need to be equal. Well, of course, in many ways, men and women are, but in certain areas, men and women are not and cannot be equal. That's why we have things like sex separate uh, sporting activities and all kinds of other activities. We find this, too, in the, the homosexual revolution, claiming that two men can be equal to two women in a relationship. Well, uh, individual homosexuals are just as equal and of value as anybody else, but to try to claim that a homosexual marriage, so-called, is somehow the same as a heterosexual one is another case of we're really throwing the word equality out the window and now finally and following on from all this the whole transgender revolution where people are claiming they can simply deny the very biology they were born with and they can pick and choose their own gender at will and then still claim that somehow we can be equal well it certainly doesn't work and uh, in that piece I just wrote, I looked at the sporting world where, you know, guys who uh, decide to become gals and then compete in female sporting events, they end up, uh, well, not only basically almost always winning, but sometimes sending the female competitors to to hospital. Uh, that's not exactly fair or equal, uh, certainly not to the women. But uh, this is all the kind of bitter fruit of the transgender revolution that's uh, all over the place in the West. Bill, I've long thought that if there's a change to the marriage definition, that Mm. somehow or other women will be the biggest losers. And uh, there's some things demonstrated in some of the issues that you've uncovered in your latest blog. And, of course, one of those, as you're describing, is this 
inequality that happens when you introduce transgender people into sport and particularly where uh, they're males transitioning to female and then being allowed to participate in women's sport. It's messy. It's untidy. It's almost humiliating for the women who are involved in their sporting teams. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's certainly unfair. It's grossly unfair. And that's why we've always had a sex-segregated sport in other areas of life. There are certain jobs that we segregate, certain schools and so on. But certainly we've known in sport that men and women are not equal. You know, men have a different body size, structure, uh, mass of muscles, weight, various advantages. That's why men play men in football or women play women in football, but they don't play each other. It's the same in basketball, baseball, you name it. Uh, There's all, all kinds of, well, even in tennis, we can have mixed doubles, but we don't have... Uh, men against women simply because they are of different body size and type, different body mass. All this is uh, important when we want to have a fair game of sport. We don't like unfair advantages. So that's why we've always had separation in sport, and rightly so. Now, if you're playing chess or something, hey, a guy and a gal can compete. There's a lot of things where they can, but there's a lot of other especially in the heavy physical contact sports where you are not equal and to try to pretend otherwise, well, as you say, the women are going to be the real losers. And in my piece, I document cases of women being sent to hospital by their male competitor who is now claiming to be a female. And, uh, in fact, I quote some of the mothers of the athletes competing, and they themselves had a lot more common sense than a lot of our experts and they're saying hey this is cheating this is not fair this is not equal uh, my daughter's been robbed by having this guy compete in a female sport so you know your average mom and dad can see this where a lot of your eggheads and experts in public policy don't seem to get it but bill there's a word that people love to bring out when there appears to be any sort of inequality and that is the word discrimination and how do you if you actually blur the lines between genders actually claim that there is some level of discrimination mm-hmm. well i mean it's just foolish of course because we're twisting the words uh, the truth is in any game you play you abide by the rules uh, if we look at the marriage debate, you know, the rules are pretty simple. You have one person of each gender, uh, not a close uh, blood relationship, and of a proper age. If you meet those three simple criteria, anybody can marry. Uh, and so it's not at all discrimination to say a five-year-old cannot marry or a father cannot marry his daughter no matter how affectionate he might be for her. In fact, I can't marry for the simple reason I'm already married. So if you want to play in the game, you play by the rules, and it's the same in sport. Uh, I could demand and accuse, for example, the American NBA, the Basketball League of Discrimination, if they refuse to hire me. Uh, but I think they have very good reason why they wouldn't want to, right? I'm, first of all, I'm a bit old. Secondly, I'm pretty short. And third, I, I really don't, you know, I'm not able to play basketball very well at all. So it's, it'd be foolish to, to say I demand my NBA rights to participate. 
you know, you play by the rules of the game. If you want to join the NBA, you probably should be young. You should be about seven feet tall. That comes in handy. And you should certainly have a background in playing good basketball. So, again, all these areas of life, there's certain rules you've got to play by to uh, claim otherwise and pretend you're being discriminated against. It's just foolishness. Well, it looks foolishness uh, when you start to tell the stories of what is going on in some women's sport, because if it wasn't so true and sad, it could even look uh, almost funny. But uh, it's not so funny when you see a someone transitioning from being male to female, uh, really throwing their weight and their muscle around, uh, this looks like it would really put an end to uh, women's sport. I mean, I wonder whether anyone's really talking about mm. that level of uh, of threat to women's sport that this whole issue of gender neutrality brings. Yeah, well, it certainly is, as you say, going to bring it to an end real fast. Uh, not too many are speaking out. Fortunately, there are some, actually. That's I should do another piece on all this, but in one of my earlier articles, I did quote from several feminists who have actually said this whole transgender thing is, uh, you know, it's not a, not only a lot of baloney, but again, women are the real losers in this whole game. Uh, it's usually men transitioning to be women, so whether they get access if they're in prison get into women's lockers rooms, uh, change rooms, get into women's sport, it always almost seems to be one-way traffic. And uh, some feminists, thankfully, are starting to speak up and say, wait a minute, this is not anything that the original feminists were happy about. In fact, this is taking us backwards. It's not helping us. It's not in our best interests. Uh, hate to say it, there are differences. Men and women are different. Apples are not oranges, and trying to force an apple to become an orange uh, is just not going to cut it, and it's the same here. We should recognize and applaud the differences that nature or God has made us with and stop pretending that we're fully interchangeable when we're not. Bill, is it fair to say that marriage, that contract between a man and a woman, actually celebrates the difference? In fact, it is the only mechanism that really affirms the equality between a man and a woman, because as soon as you start to take that definition away and introduce a whole lot of other uh, gender types, uh, then the man-woman equality difference is, in fact, watered down. And, uh, and therefore, uh, women, again, the biggest losers because uh, they tend to be the ones who will be on the receiving end of what will come when there is neglect. Mm, absolutely right. Uh, marriage is the best institution we have to celebrate the differences between men and women. The whole idea of the complementarity of male and female uh, comes into play perfectly, of course, in marriage. It takes a man and a woman to have children, and that's always been the whole purpose of marriage, to regulate human sexuality and to help look after any offspring from such a union. You just simply don't get uh, children with two men or two women. It takes the different male and female who complement each other physically, emotionally, mentally to uh, produce a family and families are what keeps society going. So that's why societies have always recognized heterosexual marriage as being so important 
And it is based on that difference between men and women. But when you try to take away that difference or pretend it doesn't exist, uh, you get into a lot of trouble. Uh, The whole sexual revolution has basically been good for men. You know, they've gotten off lucky. Uh, Love them and leave them is kind of the attitude. Women end up bearing the consequences. Often they become pregnant and so on. So women have actually been the big loser in the sexual revolution as well while men have got off scot-free. So um, it's only by recognizing that men and women are different that we can actually protect and look after women. But when we try to confuse it and say we're all the same, uh, they really do lose out big time. Well, I'll point people to this article that you've written, one of your latest articles, Equality, Inequality and the Transgender Revolution. And you'd be able to read the story of the Kiwi weightlifter, Laurel Hubbard, uh, who, in fact, dominated the women's weightlifting competition and going through that transition from male to female. And then there's uh, the uh, the brutality that comes when men are participating in sports like wrestling. Uh, well, Bill, uh, another insightful article, and thanks so much for sharing your heart with us today on 2020. People can go to find those articles at com or simply Google Culture Watch. Bill, thanks for being with us. Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.